Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to the Forum. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spiritual Forum. I'm so glad you're here. Well, today is the first day of a new year, 2024. It's just really hard to imagine that a whole year has gone by and a new one is here. And I know I publish on Mondays and this is New Year's Day. So what I thought I would do is just talk, talk a little bit about the coming year and remind us of who we are and who we want to be going through this next year. And also just do a little look back at the Spiritual Forum podcast and highlight a few of the conversations that I had with some remarkable people. Now, this isn't going to be a best of because I don't think I have a best of. I talk to amazing people every week and every single one of them, I feel, intersects my life in a unique way. And I walk away from every single conversation on my podcast having learned something and being encouraged, being influenced, being inspired to contemplate something. And I just love that about people and their stories and what they have to offer. There are a few, though, that I just wanted to share because I think they may be inspiring for us as we move into 2024. We are, I believe, at a major turning point for humanity, for this planet, for who we are going to be going forward. There's a lot of conversation about ascension and about evolution and consciousness, which way are we going and different timelines and all these things. I do think that on this planet, there's over 8 billion people and that we are all at different levels of consciousness. And there are many models that will talk about this, but one that I looked at recently, I think had like seven levels of consciousness and something like 70 or 80% are at more the tribal level of consciousness, more the victim consciousness, and more of the materialism consciousness. And then there's 20 or 30% that are dispersed among these higher levels of consciousness. And I'm not saying highest, <laughs> but higher than victim and, and steeped in materialism. And, and what is our job? Our job, each one of us, is to go from whatever level that we're at to the next highest level, to move, to evolve, to grow, to expand ourselves, to expand our hearts, and to open ourselves to a new way of being at a higher level of consciousness. That's the one thing that we can do on this planet. And I think as each one of us does this work, and each person who listens to this podcast I know is on the spiritual path, as each one of us does this work, we also raise the collective consciousness. And I've mentioned this many times in many different podcasts. 2024, I shared in my little New Year's greeting video, I think it's going to be somewhat challenging, perhaps a little unsettling. I don't know. I do think we're at the cusp of something now. I think we're at a turning point. I think there's going to be so much accelerated change. Like we're not really quite able to grasp 
the change that like AI and robotics is going to bring onto the landscape of, you know, our, our, our jobs, our lifestyles and all of that. And I, I think we're going to start seeing some of that happening in 2024. And I think it's likely to be a little bit surprising. I, I think, I think, I don't want to alarm anybody, but we could possibly be on the cusp of World War III. And like I said, I'm not here to go, oh my gosh, everybody, it, the sky is falling. But but we are in a, a war world again. And we were out of it for a little bit, and now we're kind of back in it. And so what is that about? This is all kind of a reflection of what's inside us, this world that we're creating. And it just looks a little bit unsettling for 2024. It's also election year. So we know election years in the U.S. can be pretty crazy. Lots of division. We may have lots of division going on and, and, and more divisions input into our collective psyche to keep us divided so we don't see each other as the beautiful human and divine beings that we are. So we can choose to be fooled by that and divide ourselves and project all of the junk that's in us onto those other groups, or we can choose to remember who we are as divine beings and, and, and hone our spiritual powers. I think the spiritual powers that are up for us in 2024 are discernment. That's our ability to, to see rightly or to, to judge correctly, to be able to discern right from wrong, what's right for us and what's not right for us, to discern the right path, to discern good and evil, th those kinds of discernments, what is true and what is false. I think discernment is up for us. I think the power of will is up for us, and that's our ability to choose to make right choices for us, good choices for us that are in line with what our soul and our spirit is wanting. I think that what is up for us always is love. Remember, I talked about the divisions. We will be challenged, I think, to love everyone. And this is the beauty of things like divisions being made because we can choose by our act of will. We can discern what is right. We can make the right choice and we can choose for love and we can choose to always stay connected. So that's definitely up for us. And then I also think imagination. Can we imagine another world, a new world? And I'm not trying to say like, oh my gosh, this world's so horrible. We just need to get rid of it. I'm just saying what else is possible for us? A world of love. What would that look like? You know, a world where everybody is able to be creative. What would that look like? We're so used to the hierarchical systems that we live in. We're so used to uh, having overlords, people in charge of us, and looking for others for safety and for validation and all of that. What would it look like if we were actually living in alignment with our, our soul desires? And, and, and I mean that in kind of an idealistic way, because I start off by saying that we're all the, these different levels of consciousness. So the world that I would imagine for what I think would be a beautiful world may not be anything like somebody at another level of consciousness, higher or lower than I, would imagine, okay? So I'm not saying any one of us has the right answer, but can we use our imagination to lift ourselves up 
and start creating something that, a, a world that works for all, for lack of better terms. And I think the other thing that's up for us is just learning how to live, how to be in this ever-changing, uncertain world, which really, I think, calls us to be grounded, grounded in faith, grounded in the truth of our being and who we truly are. So these are the things that I see on the horizon for us in 2024. Now, looking back at my podcast, I counted and I put out 49 episodes last year. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. I know. Unless you podcast weekly, you, you probably don't know how much work it is, but that's a lot. I want to reiterate again, first, to thank everybody who tunes in, everybody who participates in any way. I accept any emails, any feedback. You can email me at revcarolsaunders at gmail.com anytime you want. Let me know what you think. You can subscribe to the newsletter and hear from me weekly. And I just appreciate everybody who shows up. And also, I really appreciate all, all my donors. I'll be doing some more shout outs to the donors who donated in, in the last month. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. So uh, again, of these 49 podcasts, I learn from everyone. And I'm so grateful for the guests that I have, have on. And there's just a few that I want to highlight because some of these that I'm going to mention kind of moved the needle for me in a way. Either I just really, my, my heart grew three times bigger, or I just was like, wow, that's an idea I hadn't thought of, and it's still reverberating in my mind. Or it just uplifted me enough to think about this is something that when things look challenging, I can always kind of come back to this conversation as a touchstone. So this is just, these are just my own thoughts. I know you all have your favorite podcasts and I know that some of you listen to all of them and some of you just listen to the ones that appeal to you. These are just a few I'm going to share with you that I think will, will kind of help us, I think, in 2024. So I, I want to start with episode 222, which was with Pierre Pradervan. And this person, I think he just really embodied love. I just felt so privileged to have met him. He's an 86-year-old man. He lives in Geneva, Switzerland. And he wrote this book called Spiritual Discernment. And I was really attracted to this title of this book because, as I mentioned, I think discernment is something that's really up for us as a species. We, are, we just don't have uh, that, that's, that skill, that power honed very well. And, you know, whether that's listening to our own inner discernment or being able to discern what is true in the outer world. But I thought that Pierre, in addition to his conversations about discernment, he shared a lot about just what it looks like to be a person who lives as love, he really encouraged us all to discern what was right for us individually and not listen to this collective message of what would be right for us, that every person should be living in integrity and in alignment with their authentic nature and to learn how to discern what is right for you. 
which may not be right for me, and vice versa. And he encouraged everyone to become their own teacher. Now, I know not everyone's ready for that, but I really found this conversation to be pointing towards the ideal for humanity. Some of the things he said was integrity demands that every single moment you be totally alive with your highest sense of what is right. And for me, the number one reason of our temporary sojourn on earth is simply to grow in love. So, according to Pierre, we're here to grow in love. So, that makes me ask the question, have I grown in love? Am I growing in love? What can I do? How should I be in action to grow in love? And I hope you ask those questions of yourself as well, particularly as we go into this new year. Let me share what Pierre shared about his own personal theology. I just thought this is so beautiful. He has a spiritual practice of blessing people. And to him, blessing is truly, truly, truly wanting good for the other person. And so he blesses people all day long, but he also just blesses people who are, I, I don't know if I want to use the word enemy, maybe adversary, people who are difficult for him. And he has a blessing process for people all day long. And it lifts him up. And, and if you engage in this practice, you'll find that you are lifted up as well. Anyway, in a nutshell, this is his theology. This is what he says to himself. Creator, bless my mind that I may think only thoughts of love. Bless my ear that all I hear I listen to with love. Bless my eyes that I may see all with love. Bless my lips that every word that comes from them is a word of love. Bless my heart that I may give and receive love. Bless my hands that all I do is done with love. And bless my feet that I may walk with peace upon this earth. Wow. So I hope you can listen to that again, maybe write it down, maybe take that on as a spiritual practice for yourself. What I really love so much about Pierre is not only did, does he feel like he is the embodiment of love, but he acts in this way. And he talked about uh, Roger McGowan, who's a prisoner on death row in Huntsville, Texas, and the work that he did to get him off of death row. He's still serving a life sentence for uh, a crime that Pierre felt he did not commit. I haven't done the research myself. But this is a man who is just deeply steeped in love and discernment and um, the spiritual practice of blessing. So that's the first one I wanted to share with you. The next one I want to share with you is with Jeff Thompson. This is episodes 218 and 219. Jeff's a playwright. He's a BAFTA winner. He has an amazing history. He's a bouncer, martial arts guy. You can, you can go read his bio. But he shared a personal forgiveness story that was just truly inspiring. And I love stories of transformation. I love stories where people go from being hateful and spiteful and violent to suddenly, kind of like the Grinch who stole Christmas, their hearts grow three times as big, and now suddenly everything is different. But it's not like magic. It's, it's not like it, it happens as magic for people. Je Jeff was 
uh, abused by an adult when he was a boy. And he ended up being in a situation where he, uh, unbeknownst to him, he was in a cafe and he saw his abuser across the cafe. And I invite you to go listen to the episode 218 where he describes what happened for him. But in a nutshell, he got up and he walked across the room and he stood there in all of his his fear that was coming up from his past abuse. And he ended up forgiving this person. But what's so interesting about Jeff is his definition of forgiveness is so different than what I had heard before. And he really feels that it's not ours to forgive, like it's not me as a human to forgive. He really feels that when when you forgive somebody, what you're really doing is taking the burden that you've been carrying and handing it to God and then letting God take it from there. So it's not like, you know, I'm done with you or I forget or I'm just going to be bestow forgiveness upon you. It, it, it's, it's shifting the burden, like, like packaging it up and then handing it off. And then he believes that it is God's job to forgive. And so he says that when we forgive someone, they should be very afraid. It means we have given them over to the law of reciprocity. It means we have let them go. So giving them over to the law of reciprocity is giving them over to the law of cause and effect, the law of karma. Now it's theirs to to work through. They need to work through the wrongdoing that they did. They need to come to a place of forgiving themselves and absolving themselves, but the the victim no longer has it. And I just thought his whole story was was really inspiring and I think something that we can all take forward because we all are carrying some burdens about someone, something, something that happened in our past, someone who did us wrong. And this power of unburdening the self, it's just so amazing. I think all the stories I'm going to share with you today are, are all amazing stories of the power of love that God is, that the divine is, and that this power is what we can use and express as ourselves to transform our own consciousness and also the world. So another thing that Jeff said is, is until we can use our will to live consciously and make wise choices every day to be self-aware, to self-observe, and be virtuous, we cannot lay claim to the kingdom. He also shared about how we create our world through our own perceptions and that we can create something else. So Jeff, before he came to this moment of forgiveness, he had lived a life where he perceived danger like everywhere. And so he had weapons in his house and he was always looking for the fight. And, and when his perception of reality was that way, the whole world looked dangerous. But when he shifted his perception of reality to one of forgiveness and love, it was like the entire village, the entire street, the entire community just lit up with love. So he conveyed that we have this amazing power to create the world we live in. 
by changing our perceptions, by changing how we view the world, that we can create something else. So he, he did that by his life and had really fascinating stories to tell. Now, the last thing I want to say about Jeff, this was kind of a mind blower for me. And this is the one thing that I have carried through of all my podcasts in the last year. This is one thing that I've carried with me as like a, a real new paradigm. And this is where he talked about how we have evil and we have good inclinations, like a right terminal of energy and a left terminal of energy in a light bulb. Okay. And so the thing that's interesting about this is positive and negative. We tend to think of things like positive is good and light and love and truth, and negative is bad and, you know, sin and suffering and falseness and demons and that kind of thing. And, and so we think that the light is here and the darkness is here. And if we just got rid of this, everything would be light. Or we think that darkness is only a place in consciousness where that turns away from the light. But, but Jeff's model is really different than that. And I just thought this is so fascinating. Because in the light bulb, there's this positive and negative. And what creates the light is the filament. So there's a filament that bridges the positive and the negative, or the right terminal and the left terminal. And it is the filament that bridges these two energies. And that's what creates the light. So this is such an interesting metaphor, for me anyway, that the light is the integration. The light is created by the bridge between good and evil, positive and negative, right and wrong, you know, right and left, all of that. And so the work to be done is not to eliminate the evil, but the work is to bridge <laughs> the good and the evil, okay? So the polarities, whatever polarities are out there, that, that they're out there and we feel them so much. We feel them, you know, oh my gosh, we feel them all the time, whether it's political parties or racial divides or beliefs about anything, you know, you're right, I'm wrong, all that kind of stuff. It, it shows how important it is we need to stay connected. Now, he says that the filament is the human will, all right? So the human will, again, that is our ability to choose rightly. It is our will, our personal will, that can bridge these two polarities. And from that, let there be light. So after having that conversation with Jeff, I have looked at the polarities on this planet in a different way. And it just supports the notion, the idea, the premise that we must stay connected. We must reach out if we want to create a world of light. If we want to have light in ourselves, we must bridge the darker parts of us with the, the lighter parts of us, or the positive parts of us with the negative parts of us, however we judge it. That's our work to do. So that's really what I learned from Jeff. And then he ended with, just as a simple message, just live kindly. <laughs> I love that. It's not that hard. Just live kindly. All right, I'm going to jump to 
my conversation, episode 197 with Vinnie Tolman. And Vinnie was somebody who had a, a death experience. It was a very dramatic death experience. I mean, he was, his account anyway, was that he was dead for 45 minutes and he couldn't be revived by the medics. And there was a, a rookie medic that went ahead and unzipped his bag and decided to try one more time to resuscitate him. And he came through and then he spent three days in a coma. And when he was in his coma, he had this amazing experience uh, beyond the veil where he learned these 10 lessons while he was purifying his soul on this journey. So I don't want to go through all 10 lessons. I just want to say, I think almost all after death or near death experiences are inspiring and they give us uh, um, a structure, a, a model for what life is about. When we hear these stories, we realize that it's, it's so much more than we thought. And gosh, we're here to learn. We're here to expand. We're here to grow. We're here to bridge these polarities. We're here to find our authentic voice. And those are all the, the messages that Vinny got. But the ones that I love the most that he got was love everyone. And you'd have to go back and see the video, but Vinny's kind of a big guy, and I think he's from Texas. And he came back with the message that love everyone includes everyone. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So it includes everyone. And he says, well, it, it includes the animals too. And of course, me, I'm going to latch on to that like crazy because to me, that's a divine message. God created or, you know, the divine intelligence created all that is on this planet, not just the humans. And of course, we're supposed to love everyone. Of course, we're supposed to, to see the divine in each other. But he was, he came back recognizing that he needed to, you know, give up the practices that we have grown accustomed to that harm animals, whether it's for our diet, entertainment, clothes, and all that. He came back with that message. He also, the message that he came back with is releasing prejudice. That's a no brainer. But then, we also have to be tolerant of the intolerant. He, he talked about his own prejudice against intolerant people. And this is an ego trap. We do this all the time where we think that we're better because we're not, pre we're not prejudiced. And, and the other person over there is, is prejudiced, and so they kind of deserve our disdain. Well, that's not the message that Vinny got in his after-death experience. He also came back with a message about the power of creation, avoiding negative influences, so creating boundaries around yourself, and the purpose of evil, that there is evil on this planet, and that those that are playing the evil roles are here to also help us grow in our consciousness. And I think that's consistent with a lot of other uh, teachings that are out there. So I, I just wanted to highlight Vinny's extraordinary journey beyond the veil. And his story was just a delight. All right. The last one I want to talk about is my conversation, Being at Peace with What Is, with Lois Bouchard, episode 206. Now, Lois is somebody who approached me and I, I, I told her I, I wasn't sure about having Lois on the podcast. I, I just wasn't sure. But Spirit kept knocking at my heart. 
And ultimately, it just was clear to me, you know, I, I've got to have Lois on the show. And so I, I did. And I just found her an extraordinary woman. So she was diagnosed with a really rare and fatal autoimmune disease. She had a stroke. She was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. It's like, I mean, you know, when it rains, it pours and, you know, bad diagnosis after bad diagnosis. And most people would just kind of like fall in depression under all of this, but not Lois. She lives with no fear. She's completely trusting. She's in a state of peace about all of this. And she spent three years, very similar to Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, three years sitting with spirit and just listening. And then she wrote down what she received from her listening. And that's what her book is about, where she's talking to God. I just think these stories of people who've had so much adversity, but they stand in complete peace and harmony in the face of it. I think that's so inspiring. And if she can do it, we can do it. So the message she has is we are never alone. We are protected. We each have a destiny. And the key to hearing the voice of spirit is quieting our mind and that faith, hope, and love will guide us through all adversity. She also says, look for the light when you're in darkness and lift your heart to God. So this faith, hope, and love will guide us through all adversity. I, I don't know what 2024 has in store for us. I mean, hopefully it'll just be a fantastic year of abundance and happiness for everybody. Hopefully everybody, you know, wins the lottery or whatever it is, the soul lottery. You know, this planet works in ways where usually some of us have these challenges. And I think that Lois was such an exemplar of how to live in faith and hope and love and let that inner voice guide you. It's so important that we learned this inner discernment and we learn to listen to that still small voice within and not be distracted by all of the um, noise that's out there, by what authorities are telling us, what the news is saying. It, it, that's, all, that's all stuff like kind of like the Truman Show. It's just all a broadcast. And we're in our own show trying to awaken out of this noise. And, and Truman awakened kind of slowly out of this noise. And he started seeing anomalies. He started seeing that he has power in his life. That's kind of where we are to different degrees. And so we have to find this space within us, this place within us of faith and hope and love to guide us through this, to help us awaken out of the slumber so that we can really stand as autonomous divine beings and human beings with with our own will, our our own heart, and our own agency without being affected by the hurricanes and the storms of life. So those are the stories that I wanted to highlight today. I I want to reiterate again that um, everybody I talk to is just amazing. 
I just really, really enjoyed the awakening stories, Renee Kingsan and Diane Waltner. I had amazing philosophical conversations with Mark Gober, Marae Hieronymus, Lisa Kemmerer, Michael Coyote, many others. And I just want to conclude with a couple thoughts. Michael Coyote, who was in episode 214 and 215, Isness is Our Natural State. He reminded us that we are all on an infinite journey. Each one of us is on an infinite journey, and it's unique. So everyone who is listening, you are on a unique, infinite journey. My journey is not your journey. Your journey is not your friend's or family's journey. Everyone has a unique and infinite journey, and it is ours to discern what steps we take in order to move through that journey. And, and the cautionary tale there is to look for ways to, to stand in our sovereignty and to not let any of the external factors out there pull us away from our state of beingness, our isness, our truth, our divine nature, because there's a lot out there that will want to interfere with our sacred isness. And then the last thing is the power of imagination, which we ta talked about with Howard Eisenberg in episode 200. And he said that now is a critical time to use our collective power to dream up a better world for our shared dream reality. And in that episode, I shared with him that I had this vision where I envisioned an explosion of love flowing across the entire planet. And I closed the podcast just asking, you know, what would that look like? You know, we're at the cusp of choices of which direction we want to go as a species and as, as individuals. You know, do we want to choose love? Do we want to choose fear? Do we want to stay in the same cycles of war and hate and disconnection that we've been in for thousands of years? Or do we see ourselves evolving and, and allowing this explosion of love to flow across the entire planet? What would that look like? And what is your picture? What if all of our hearts opened in 2024? And short of that, what if your heart opened in 2024? What if my heart opened in 2024? What would that look like? So in my New Year's greeting, I shared that I have a lineup of some amazing guests this year, which will continue to inspire us on this journey. And I just know that what's ahead for us is going to be amazing and that spirit will bring just amazing stories of hope, inspiration, and awakening that will guide us on our journeys to the good that we are headed towards. Happy New Year. And thank you for listening. And I now close the spiritual forum. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, 
You are an amazing, divine, and powerful being. Thank you.